I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. As we are getting ready to go into this second episode of our series, Doomed to Repeat. We talked last week about doomed being uh, condemned to certain destruction, doomed being uh, coming to a uh, likely unfortunate, ill-fated end. We are looking at what the children of Israel did as they came out of Egypt to go to the promised land and how they made themselves doomed because they kept repeating those things that God told them not to do. Especially today, our subtitle today is called Choices. Our subtitle today is called Choices. And we're going to look at what God says to us or to the children of Israel and he laid it all out so they would know what is ever your choice is there is some benefit all right benefit to their choices now I want to remind you that God's desire Jesus said that I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly and God has the same desire for his people. God wants us to have an abundant life. Also, God has given us the ability to make a choice of walking according to his way or walking according to our way. So he wants to give us an abundant life, but also we have the choice of how we want to walk. So if you remember our first episode was called Doomed to Repeat the Beginnings or Beginnings. Now we're talking about Doomed to Repeat Choices. And we're going to be in Deuteronomy the 30th chapter starting at the first verse today. Deuteronomy the 30th chapter starting at the first verse and we're coming out of the English Standard Version and it goes a little like this it says and when all these things come upon you the blessing and the curse which I have set before you and you call them to mind among all the nations where the Lord your God has driven you and return to the Lord your God you and your children and obey his voice in all that I command you today with all your heart and with all your soul. Then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have mercy on you. And he will gather you again from all the peoples where the Lord your God has scattered you. So if you look at uh, verse, uh, chapter number 27, 28, 29, and 30, it is when Moses is saying, listen, you guys are getting ready to go into the promised land. Let me tell you what God says about your benefit of going into the land flowing with milk and honey. So he goes through and he tells them, you do this, God says, I'll bless you. But if you do this, God says, I will not bless you. And so he goes through this and now... He's, he's on to the part where if because you have not done what you're supposed to, God's going to scatter you. He's going to cause things to happen. It's going to move you from that land. But if you 
do the following things. You return to the Lord. You return to these commandments. You return to them. And when you return to them, God says he will restore you back to where he has. And verse 3 says, Then the Lord your God will restore your fortunes and have mercy on you. And he will gather you again from all the peoples where the Lord your God has scattered you. So although you get scattered, it's not that he has forsaken you. It's not that he has left you. It's because once he has said something, that is the way it's going to be. And you have to recognize that. God is like your, your parents. They tell you, if you take out or you do the chores in the house, we're going to give you an allowance. And you sit there and you don't do the chores. But then Friday when your friends come out, or Saturday when your friends want to go somewhere, you go up to them and they say, you're not getting no allowance because you didn't do what we told you to do this week. Typically, we don't get mad at ourselves when that happens. We get mad at our parents. Because our parents are de desiring to instill within us a level of discipline, a level of being responsible so that we can grow and mature because we didn't like it. It's not, of course, it's not our fault. It's our parents' fault for putting us in this situation. And the children of Israel had that same mentality. Oh, it's not. We were just doing what everybody else was doing. And so I don't understand why we get in trouble for it. And I don't, you know. And so we have to realize that there's a lot of correlations between how we conduct ourselves and how the children of Israel and God were interacting. And then he goes on in verse number four. He says, if your outcasts are in the uttermost parts of, of heaven, from there the Lord your God will gather you. And from there he will take you no matter where you go. When you start doing the things that God says, doing them the way that he says to do them, he will restore he will bring you back. He will do the things that he said that he would do. Fifth verse says, And the Lord your God will bring you into the land that your father possessed, that you may possess it. And he will make you prosperous and numerous, more prosperous and numerous than your fathers. So we have to realize how God's desire is to help us to assist us, but there is a standard of assistance. I like to, when I read uh, a lot of the Bible, a lot of things that we call curses are nothing more than God not blessing us. When God's presence is removed from what we are involved in, it feels that God has left us. But God did not say, I'm, a, I'm leaving you. He says, I'm just not blessing what you're doing. I'm always here. I'm always available. But when you do it my way, you get my blessing on it. And that's a, and that's a word that we kind of use loosely. But we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. That word blessing. 
and let's keep going. He says, And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring so that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul that you may live. And Lord will God, your God will put all these curses on your foes and enemies who persecuted you. And you shall again obey the voice of the Lord and keep all his commandments that I command you today. So everything that was coming against you, God says, I will take it off of you once you uh, fall under the uh, covering of my commandments and it will go against your enemy. And then he says, keep my commandments. Verse number nine says, the Lord your God will make you abundantly prosperous in all the work of your hand, in the fruit of your womb, and in the fruit of your cattle, and in the fruit of your ground. For the Lord will again take delight in prospering you as he took delight in your fathers. And so God's saying, I want to be a blessing to you. I want to bless you. I want to do this for you, children of Israel, because you are my chosen people. I want to do this, but I have a standard. And if you don't adhere to the standard, then the blessings do not come. And so, uh, verse number 10 says, When you obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes that are written in the book of the law, when you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. For this commandment that I command you today is not too hard for you, neither is it far off. It is not in heaven that you should say, Who will ascend to heaven for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? Neither is it beyond the sea that you should say, Who will go over the sea for us and bring it to us that we may hear it and do it? But the word is very near you. How near is it? It is in your mouth and in your heart so that you can do it. The word that God wants us to adhere to is in our heart and our mouth. And we talked about this last week. I'm not going to rehash it. Listen to go to our YouTube page and listen to uh, episode one beginnings so that you are doomed to repeat and you will understand why God is saying this a little bit better. Excuse me. And he says, See, I have set before you today life and good, death and evil. God does a sharp contrast. He says, I'm still telling you today, still telling you today, children of Israel, you can have life and good you can have death and evil it's still your choice you get to choose now I know most of us are sitting there saying I know that's what we're gonna say oh it's obvious what I want to choose I want to choose the life and good that is Correct. That's what you want to choose. But what do you choose by your actions, by your conduct? There's a saying that says action speaks louder than words. And see, the children of Israel knew how to go through what would appear to be the uh, process of keeping the commandments. But their heart, because remember he said in your, the word is in your mouth 
and in your heart. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, your mouth will speak. So if your heart is not toward God, then your mouth is not going to speak the things toward God. So let, 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 let's run on down this alley just a little bit further. So the children of Israel knew all the processes. They knew all the looks. They knew when to wave their hands. They knew when to shout. And they knew when to do all this. But God told Samuel, he says, man looks on the outside, but I look at the heart. The innermost part of the human body and spirit. He says, if you obey the commandments of the Lord, this is verse 16. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God that I command you today, by loving the Lord your God, by walking in his ways, and by keeping his commandments, and his statutes, and his rules, then you shall live and multiply. And the Lord your God will bless you in the land that you are entering to take possession of it. But if you turn away, verse 17, and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, 18, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You should not live long in the land that you are going over the Jordan to, to enter and possess. And so God is saying, listen, if you do it my way, there is blessing, blessing, blessing that's going to fall upon your life. But if you do it the opposite, there is issues that are coming. And the same thing we do with our children, the same thing our parents did with us. They'll say, do this and you'll get something. Now, most of the time they don't say what the consequence will be, but sometimes they'll say, and if you don't do this, then you're going to be on punishment, you're going to uh, get disciplined. They, 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 you know, they kind of let you make the choice, but the desire is for you to do what is beneficial to you. But sometimes they have to bring out what the consequence is, what will happen to you if you don't do what you are directed to do. So we look at, at this and we can see how the children of Israel were now in this uh, situation where they had to make a choice. And this is all God wants us to do. He wants us to make the choice. His desire is that our choice will be heavenly uh, uh, choice that will go forth and represent his statutes, his rules, his commandments, that we will follow after them, that we will do those for to his glory. But with the third law of thermodynamics, we know that for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So if you do this, this is what's going to happen. So, if you do not uh, adhere to the commandments, the reaction is you are going to be penalized. If your actions...
action is I will adhere to the commandments and do the commandments. The reaction is that your fields will be blessed. Your cattle will be blessed. Your wombs will be blessed. Everything will be blessed. There is a reaction to every action. So for your choice, something's going to happen. And so he says, verse 17, but if you turn, if your heart turns away, listen what he says, if your heart turns away and you will not hear, but are drawn away to worship other gods and serve them, I declare to you today that you shall surely perish. You shall not live long in the land that you are going over the Jordan to enter and possess. Then he says, 19, I will I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Then he says, therefore choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice, holding fast to him, for he is your life and length of days that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob to give them. God is saying, you got choices. You got to choose. This is not uh, where you get to be neutral. You have to make a choice. And he says, I have set before you. I have set before you life. I have set before you death. So I set before you blessing. I set before you curse. He says, please choose life. What did he say? Therefore choose life that you and your offspring may live. Because he already told you that if you don't choose life, you're going to choose death. So he's saying, choose life. And this life will be not only a life for you, but it'll be life for your offspring. And then he says that it will cause you to love the Lord even more. And that you'll be holding his voice. And that you'll be uh, obeying his voice. And that you'll be holding fast to him. And understand that he is your life. And the length of days, God will cause you to be uh, live longer because you have chosen life. He says, I've already made this promise to your fathers, but it was a conditional promise that you had to obey. You had to live by. You had to do what I have set up to do for this to work. There are a lot of different things today. There's weight loss programs. There's uh, all these different programs. How to make more money. How to uh, flip houses. There's all these programs. And when you hear the folks discuss their programs, the one thing that they tell you is, if you do this program the way that it is laid out, you will have success. Now, if you watch some of these programs, down at the bottom, you'll see in microscopic letters, just big enough for you to be able to see, it says, 
all results are not guaranteed. Results may vary. Something, something, you know, it, it'll say these things. But let me explain to you when the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Creator of all things, says, if you do it this way, you will be blessed. There are, there is no legal jargon down on the bottom of this. There is nothing there to say that it's going to happen any differently, that the results may vary. The variance comes as a result of the choice that you made. There's some of us that can lock in and do it exactly the way that is written. And there's some folks that say that is only a suggestion and I want to do it differently. But when we're dealing with the creator of the universe, he says, do it this way, this way alone. If you do not do it this way, then you are in violation of the covenant that I've made. And if you are not in, uh, if you're in violation of the covenant, then you get the consequence of not being in the covenant. So I want to just encourage you today. I want you to grab hold of the word of God. I do not want us to be like the children of Israel. I want us to choose life. I want us to choose blessing. I want us to operate in the abundant life that God desires for us to be in. God had to sit them down and say, listen, if you don't do this, I'm going to scatter you all over the place. You will no longer be together. But if you return to me, I'm going to bring you all back. And if you continue to do my rules, my statutes, my commandments, I will cause everything that you put your hands to do to be better than it was when anybody else tried to do it. That folks will know that you are my people and that I have blessed you. I have caused things to happen in your life that will extend or exceed what everyone else could do. We have to, we, we, we use the word blessed a whole lot. Would you agree? And when we use the word blessed... We have to realize that when God says he wants to bless us, that it is within the realm that he lives. Now, the realm that God lives in is a spiritual realm. And so, because you have a nice car, because you have a nice house because you have certain things does not mean that you're blessed. Because remember what I say, the things of this earth are temporal. But the blessings that God is talking about is these blessings of serving, these blessings of following, these blessings of living, these blessings are 
what he gives to us, how he builds us up, how he establishes us as the ambassadors of his kingdom so that we can go forth, proclaim his message and touch others' lives so that they will come to the full knowledge of who he is in their lives. And we can then be excited about God opening up situations for us because of our obedience to what he has called for us to do. So, there are folks that will go and buy things just because that is the new thing around, just so folks can say they are blessed. But God does not work like that. God's not concerned about that. Remember, God is concerned about the matters, the intentions of the heart. He's looking at our heart. He's looking at why we're doing things. What is our motive in doing things? Why, oh why, did you do it like that? Was it to be a blessing to that person? Was it to cause that person to see the kingdom of God more fully, more clearly? Or was it so that folks would pat you on the back and do things for you and say all this stuff about you? God looks at the motive. And the motive comes out of your heart. And then out of your heart comes all the issues of life. Everything about life is coming out of your heart. Because that is the true you. The other, we have blessing. And then there's another word that we hear a lot about. The, the word prosper. And the word prosper uh, means that things are going in a fortunate direction. Things are going in the fortunate di uh, direction. So God says, I want to bless you. I want you to live this life so that I can use you as an example of how, if you follow my commandments, my rules, my statutes, my principles, my practices, if you do those things, I want folks to be able to see you and not see your stuff, but see you and see and notice and be able to acknowledge that there is something different about that person because God has their hand upon them. That was what God wanted to use the children of Israel for. He said, you haven't, you're nothing special. I just chose you. And I chose you so that I can use you to change the mentality of the rest of the nations. So don't try to be like the rest of the nations. Be as a person that has been commissioned by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And when you make that choice, I will cause you to receive those things in the earth that will cause the other countries to be drawn to you. But it's a process. Serve God. Do God's way. Do the things. And God says, then I bring the things. He doesn't, you know, what we want is bring the things, God, and then I decide to do it. But that's not how God does it. Because God wants us to not be wrapped around the things he wants us to be wrapped in him and the things are just something that is there that we have. All right. 
So when we're talking about prospering, when we're talking about being blessed, we so many times wrap all that around the things that we can see and do not look at how is God blessing me? How is God growing me? Am I more loving to those that I encounter? Am I spending more time with God? Am I doing those things that nobody needs to see, but those things that are happening between me and God, which is causing me to mature in Him so that I can be the child that He wants me to be. I can be the ambassador of the kingdom that He desired for me to be so that He can bless those that are around me and when I say bless at this time that he can reveal himself through me to others <clears throat> that they may serve him so as we are obedient to God as we follow after his commandments as we follow after his statutes after we follow after his principles after we follow after his his practices as we follow after these things because God says if you do this I will do this God is always faithful and sometimes we look at situations and we say oh because I didn't get this amount of money or because I didn't get this or that God is not blessing me but sometimes the blessing that comes from us conforming to us living to us walking in the commandment of God is that maturity that I was just describing because God does not want the stuff to have us and he does not want us to limit our progress he doesn't want to limit want us to limit our blessings to say that we are blessed to be just because we got stuff something could happen that a year ago would cause you to be up in arms be feeling as if the, the, the world was coming to an end that your world was coming to an end but now because you have been following after his commandments you see that God has matured you so that the uh, the adverse effects of the situation no longer have control over you but you learn to rush to God quicker and you know that he has it under control that you learn to cast your care upon him quicker and when you cast your care upon him because he cares for you you no longer have worry so when you're not worried you can then focus more on how God wants you to navigate the situation because worry and faith don't operate together and so God's desire is for us to realize that following after him is life Jesus said not only is it life but it's a more abundant life the word abundant in some versions says filled to the full I mean he, he fills it up and then it goes all the way to the top and I mean we have to realize that walking in that direction moving in that direction causes us to be more used of God which causes us to be a bigger blessing to those around us because they get to see how God uses us I told you that our 
whole point today, our subtitle today is choices. You have the choice. The choice to follow after God's command. To live after God's commandments. Don't be like the others and try to chase around. Don't be like the children of Israel and let the folks influence them. But we become the influencers of those around us because we know that greater is he that is within us than anything that's in the world. So because we know that, whatever the world can show us has nothing over the potential of what God has the ability to give us. So as we look at this and as we walk in this, choose life. Choose life with the words of your mouth, the word that is in your heart. Choose to operate in life. And the Bible says the word of God is life. And so we want to operate under the canopy of the word of God and operate in the power that that word gives us. So that it is not a hard thing. The Bible asks us, is there anything too hard for God? No, there's not. But God's desire is to be a life-giving source to those who serve him. To those who adhere to his commandment. And remember, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord our God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. But there's a second commandment that is just like the first. And that is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love is the key. Love locks us into the commandment of God. And as we follow the commandments to treat our neighbor as we would ourselves, to love on our neighbor as we would have this love for ourselves, that God is able to cause situations to begin on our lives that will remove blockages, that will remove things that will that could hinder us and cause us to be operating in a life that's abundant, a life that is full, a life that is excellent. And as we operate in that, others see how we're operating and they say, I want what you have. You're still driving in a Pinto, but everything else seems to be going around you so greater, so much better. You seem to be so much happier. You seem to be so much content. But all you're driving in is a Pinto because it's not about what you drive. It's about the relationship that you have with God. And because of that relationship, you can, all, you can look past anything temporal and know that God has everything under control. That he's keeping you, watching over you, watching over his word that is in you to perform it. That is good news. So uh, I have one little quote that I want to I want to do, and then we're going to go ahead and close it out. It says Moses explains that the commands God is setting forth are not too difficult or beyond your reach. And this was true to the original audience, the Israelites, but it's especially true for us today since we are on the other side of the cross. Empowered by 
the Holy Spirit of God in us to know and obey God. The devil wants you to believe God's commands are torturous, burdensome, and the death of your happiness. The devil wants you to believe that God is withholding joy from you in the limitations he places on you. But what is but that is the insidious photonegative of reality. What the devil knows, and we often fail to see that first, is that trespassing beyond God's merciful limits is not the freedom of self-determination. It's selling ourselves into bondage. Whenever we obey a command of God in faith, he sets us free or keeps us free from the blinding, oppressive, destructive slavery of sin and increases our capacity for joy. The commands of God are not burdensome. They are the narrow gate to life and true freedom. With that said, we can realize that Although we have a choice, what we really want is life. And because what we really want is life, God says, if you want life, keep my commandments, my rules, and my statutes. Very simple. It's not a hard thing to go, hard thing to do. So I want to encourage you today. Choose to be on the Lord's side. Choose to follow after him with your heart, your soul, and your mind. And he will cause situations to not only cause you to spiritually to grow, but cause you to physically be able to touch more lives. He will cause you to physically be able to do more things, opening up opportunities for you because that is how God operates. God is like a proud parent for his obedient children. He loves to show them off to others. Not to brag, but to show that if you do it the way that I have set for you to do it, then you can have the things that I desire for you to have. I've never seen a disobedient child receive all the things that an obedient child gets. Never seen it. Never seen it. Now some folks could say, well, you know, in some of them families, you know, you could have a snobbish little kid and all that other stuff. But there's there's two points to that. The disobedient child is never satisfied. The disobedient child just wants more stuff. While the obedient child is glad that he was able to do and help and his focus is not on himself as much as it is on how do I help the entirety of my family, my unit, how can I help my parents, what can I do in order to cause all of us to be better. While the disobedient child is only concerned about themselves. Please choose to be the obedient child because we know that the disobedient child gets more whoopings, gets in more trouble and it may seem like he don't get in the, but in the end you see the detriment that comes from disobedience that's all I got for you today 
Make the right choice. Choose life. Choose goodness. Choose the commandments of the Lord. That your days on this earth may be filled with joy that is full. And that you can walk in the power of God's hand being over you. Now if you heard this message and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Then today is a good day for you. Because you can make that choice today. That is the choice that gets you into the abundant life side of the equation. Accepting Christ in your life. And accepting Christ in your life, if you look at Romans, the 10th chapter, 9th verse says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Romans 10, 13 says like this, Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And so today, if you have not accepted Jesus, if you have not called upon the name of the Lord, do so today. Let us know that you have done that and we will give you some information to help you along this journey. If you don't want to put it on Facebook, if you don't want to let us know on our platform, you can let us know via our email at info at godshousecc.com. We will get in contact with you, give you what you need to keep you moving in the direction of the abundant life in Christ Jesus. Friends, family, and those that have newly accepted the Lord today, we want to thank you for being a part of our service today, our message today, and we believe that God's best is for you throughout this week in the name of Jesus.